Welcome to the Security in 5 podcast. I'm Drew, the Binary Blogger. This is a short program that brings you security news, tips, advice, and opinions in the area of information, IT, and general security in about five minutes. Quick to listen to, easy to understand. The more aware you are, the more secure you can be. This is Security in 5. Thanks for listening. Episode 327 of Security in 5, and today we're going to continue on and we're going to complete the mini-series of the OWASP Top 10 Proactive Control for Developers. We're finally at number 10. Now, as a uh, side note, I will be putting a blog post together over on binaryblogger.com that will compile all 10 episodes and put them into a nice little bundle for easy access and listening since it's taken several weeks to get through all 10 in five-minute chunks. But we're up to number 10, and number 10 talks about handling errors and exceptions, every error and exception within an application. So an exception handling within a program, in a programming is a concept that allows applications to respond to different types of errors or different types of error states that they come across, like network down, database connection failed, memory leaks, etc. Um, and you do it in different ways depending on the error. Handling exceptions and errors correctly is critical to making your code reliable and secure. Error and exception handling occurs in every level of the application, regardless of of what you're doing, whether you're doing critical business logic or in security features or even the framework itself. Error handling is also important from an intrusion detection perspective because certain attacks against your application may trigger different types of errors, which can help detect attacks in progress. And by doing all that, put it all together in a cohesive package that makes your application more secure. And researchers at uh, University of Toronto have found that even the smallest mistakes in your error handling or forgetting to handle the errors can lead to catastrophic failures in your systems. And you can do this in a couple of ways. First, and this is a social engineering or reconnaissance type of approach, is information leakage through your errors. And that's why when, when you do error handling or, or errors back to, especially messages back to the users, you handle them and take care of them extremely carefully and present only the bare minimum a message to the user like you know, login failed, but you don't say why. You don't put in sensitive information in the error message that can help attackers. For example, if you get a uh, error that returns a stack trace or other error details about the um, systems or web servers or applications, you don't just blatantly let that dump out to the to the user interface because that will then provide information on the types of web servers, the applications, perhaps the directory structure, the type of uh, error that you received, which then will arm somebody who is targeting your applications to then go after and exploit those types of things or find those holes if they get a better picture of how things are uh, going. When you're talking about authentication errors, one of the big big problems with authentication errors is that you tell the user what failed when you authenticate. What I mean by that is I put in a username and password and say the username is wrong. It'll say login failed, incorrect username, or login failed, password incorrect. Those small messages can give clues that, oh, I got the username correct, but the password's wrong, so now I can pick away at the password, or I can go and pick away until I find a correct username and then go pick away at the password. You try to be um, descriptive, but at a very benign level to not provide any more information than intended. So you have to handle those errors, handle those exceptions, and think about what is the user going to see or where is this information going to be dumped. Even in the logs too, you don't want to put too much sensitive information in logs, if, especially if your logs are not as secure or tight, say, as your database. You can, you can eventually, um, and there's some breaches that have happened where uh, the error in application logs actually became 
breach vectors because they were taking PII and, and healthcare data, storing it in logs, but those logs were not secure properly, and they just took the log files and contained the PII in there, and away you go. Another thing that it, it does when you have improper error in exception handling is it can lead to denial of service attacks and completely render your system useless because if you um, are not handling those exceptions or you're not dealing with them properly, try and get the application internally to recover from them, then an attacker just can continually do those types of things, overload your system, overload your application, and away you go. So some advice for error handling it within development is manage your exceptions in a centralized manner. Try to avoid duplication, catch blocks, try to, to um, stop recreating the wheel every place throughout your application. Ensure that all behavior is correctly handled inside the application in the same way across the platform. Ensure that error messages displayed to the users don't leak critical data. And what, what is critical data? We'll leave that to you. Uh, PII, PCI, healthcare data. Give them the information that they need, not what they're looking for. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, carefully test and verify your handling of your errors within your code. Part of your QA testing and your performance testing and your functional testing is to do error testing. What does your system do when these particular errors happen throughout your applications? And a good testing team will have successful business functional testing, but also good error testing as well. Find those breakpoints, find those bugs. And if in all, in, in the safest is fail closed, don't fail open. So this wraps up the little mini series, OWASP Top 10 Proactive Security Controls for Developers. This is Security in 5. Beware, be safe. Thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of Security in 5. You can find me across the internet under the persona Binary Blogger. Head over to binaryblogger.com to link up with me on whatever social network you prefer. I love feedback and conversations, and if you have a question, comment, or correction on a past episode, drop me a line and I will respond. To get additional information, sign up for my monthly newsletter. And remember, the more aware you are, the more secure you can be. Thanks for listening.